This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Searching for gifts for guys can be difficult because, honestly, they don't like what you're buying them. So put down the ugly tie and get them a man crate. Man crates take stuff guys love, like machetes, beef jerky, and video games, and packs them into wooden crates and ships them right to their door. They come with a crowbar so they can pry the box open themselves. Find a great gift for every type of guy, whiskey drinkers, bacon lovers, even zombie survivalists. Go to mancrates.com slash stew to find the perfect gift for every guy you know. Mancrates.com slash stew. It's Pat and Stu. Welcome. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be fuming here. No, it's, I think it's perfectly uh, perfectly understandable. I mean, if I could say the word. Perfectly understandable. Right. Understandable. Go ahead, Stu. I just wish we could all get along. That'd be okay? nice. Here's what I wish for the future of this country that the racism needs to stop. Yep. More racism today. Racist, racistry to the racist degree. Mm. And who is it again? Racist Charles Barkley. That should be his middle name now. Yeah, Charles, Charles Racist, Racist Barkley. Barkley. Who hates all black people. He quite does. Clearly. He can't stand them. Can't stand them. I mean, it's proven over and over again. Over and over again. Over and over uh, like, for example, he was on CNN yesterday. Yes. You know, we saw the, the clip from, what was it, uh, a couple days ago when he was on 97.5 in Philly mm-hmm. saying uh, all sorts of racist that things. That wasn't good enough for him. No, he had to go on a national television forum. Double down. Mm-hmm. Double down. Double down from the round mound of rebound. <laughs> Just a, wow, that was good. Yeah, just a house that hit me that round. It, it rhymed. Mm-hmm. It does. Uh, here is Charles Barkley on CNN from yesterday. Talking Ferguson. We've always had a racial issue in this country. And the biggest problem with it is we never discuss race until something bad happens. We never have meaningful dialogue over a cold beer when things are going good. But what happens is everybody, uh, when something bad happens, everybody has a tribe mentality. Everybody want to protect their own tribe, whether they're right or wrong. What do you mean when they're right or wrong? We all got bad characters in our group. We all got bad characters. So my grandmother taught me, you judge everybody on their own individual merit. You don't care what any other jackass mm-hmm. has to say. <laughs> you don't put everybody together. Black is not always right, and white is not always wrong. You got a, a, mm. uh, some bad apples who taking advantage of the situation. That's the point. You got, uh, and, and that's unfortunate, because this is a serious, somebody yeah. lost a child. Yeah. And this is uh, something we need to sit, sit back and discuss and figure wow. out what happened, what went wrong. So much but, there. Let me say this. The notion so that much. white cops are out there just killing black people, that's ridiculous. Thank you. It's just flat out ridiculous. Thank and you. I challenge any black person to uh-huh. uh, try to make that point. This notion that cops, right. the cops are right, right, right. actually awesome. You know, they're the only thing <laughs> in the ghetto from uh, so between the, this place being the wild, wild west. <clears throat> so this notion that cops are out there just killing black men, it's ridiculous. And I hate that narrative coming out of that, out of this entire situation. I, I can only think of uh, uh, Frank Caliendo when he says ridiculous. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, 
Frank does him so well. But uh, he, he makes some good points there, except for the fact that everybody defends their own tribe. Everybody has bad people in their tribe. Not mine. Not the Cherokee people. The Cherokee people don't yeah. have bad people in their tribe. Really? This is out of all of that? You're going to go to Cherokee people, Cherokee tribe again? <laughs> well, you know they're so proud to live. And they're, and they're so proud to die. They've been so proud to die. Despite the fact that they took the whole Cherokee nation uh -huh. they put it and locked us on that yeah. reservation. Yeah, they took away the bow uh, and knife. Uh, first of all, they took away our way of life. <laughs> the tomahawk. And then they took away and the bow what, and knife. Steve, is that separate from the way of life? Took away our native tongue. On behalf of Taught that, their I'm English to our young. You, you seem to be not taking this seriously. <laughs> yeah, right? Thank you, Jeffy. He seems to be spitting in the face of my people well, in sure my does. tribe. I wouldn't take didn't care. You care? I found some care. other interesting things in that clip. Everything like such as what? Everything like such as, first of all, uh, this idea. Uh, he starts uh, off the kind of talk here. and He's talking about how we don't have a racial com a conversation until there's bad things that are going on. And I, and I think I, I, I like the sentiment behind that. But in reality, could we possibly have more racial discussions? Is it possible that we talk more about race? Every single issue is boiled down to race all the time. Could we possibly talk about it more? And well, uh, and I'll tell you something. The reason we don't talk about it when there's nothing wrong is because we're getting along and there's, it's not an issue. Yeah, but I mean, right? don't I mean, we still talk we about do. it? We do, but those of us who are sane just live our lives. Yeah. We just get along with black people or blacks get along with whites. And... The rest of and we all get along with Asians and 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 Native American. We don't care. When you can, I don't care. When you compare almost any moment in the last f ten years to any other moment in any other country in human history, we are so much better racially than we've ever been, and like we are constantly talking about it and constantly focusing on it. Maybe it would be better if we just stopped focusing on it all the time. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not to say that there's nothing to it, obviously. And there are issues like this, and you see it happen. It's amazing uh, when this stuff goes on. But he, large, I don't mean to just focus on that, but it's just, it's this idea that we, what we need is a racial conversation. And look, we've had a lot of freaking racial conversations. We've all talked about it. White people have said for a really long time that things that happened in the 1700s were really freaking bad. Things that happened even after that were really freaking bad. Black people have done bad things. White people have done bad things. Everyone, as Charles points out, has done bad things at some given time. Maybe the main focus of every policy discussion shouldn't be race. Maybe that is one of the problems that leads to more racial anxiety. Maybe because every tax increase or decrease is said to have hurt only black people or help only rich white people. Maybe that part of the discussion is what's harming our racial harmony a little bit because that's all you get. From the left, from the mainstream media, from MSNBC, we've pointed it out with Chris Matthews a thousand times. The guy cannot have a, a sentence without black or white in it. And he's, he's on the, neighbor, the network with Al Sharpton, and I went to Matthews first. I mean, it's just at some point we have to, like, step back from the racial conversation that's happening all the time and say, look, you know, 80, 90, 95 percent of this is actually really damn good. And there's a few outliers here and there, but it's not a major problem anymore. Mm -hmm. As I believe Brad Thor said, we've won the war on racism. That doesn't mean that we've won the war on Nazis. That doesn't mean there's not Nazis. 
But, you know, we've generally speaking moved in an incredible amount from the awful people we were at some time in the past. It's absolutely accurate. And but I agree with almost everything. Yes. Uh, Barkley said there because he was it was actually great. And I don't mean to great. Point on the and one thing and I his defense is a black man for cops yeah. is great. Oh, and, the, and they're the fact actually that, awesome that there's some kind of plague going on where white cops are killing black people all the time. It's just it's. It's just fantasy. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's ridiculous. 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 It's ridiculous. Uh, one other thing from there. Can we queue up? And I know this is going to take a second. It's, at some point in the interview, CNN cuts away to a looting scene. Can we pull that a, a screen grab of that up for a second? Something fascinating in, in that screen grab. Here we are talking about um, uh, uh, these protesters, and we generally talk about them as people who are upset about this racial injustice. And, man, you know, it's just it's really upsetting. And look at these these guys. They, you know, they've been crushed for all these years. And look, they are responding in a way that maybe you don't like. But, you know, they have to take it out on the man. Look at this screen grab and see who the man is. The man has is a store with posters of hands up, don't shoot. They are siding with the protesters. The store has pro, uh, posters on their store saying the false narrative that, that Darren Wilson gunned down in cold blood because of his race, Michael Brown. And they're looting that store. And they're still looting the store. It's amazing. I mean, that is an incredible visual. Look at that. Mm. Uh, you know, we're open. And, and they are siding with the actual protesters, and it doesn't matter. You know why? Those guys want their beer. You got a liquor store here. They want their liquor. They're going in there and taking it. And, you know, this is exactly what Charles Barkley is talking about. These people are not protesters. These people are not advocates for racial harmony. They are thieves and criminals and should be prosecuted for the things they're doing. She, uh, Brooke tries to ask him and put him on the spot for his comment on the radio station from the other day. Where he said the looters, uh, those are not, I can't remember exactly how he put it. They're, they're not black, black people. people. They're, they're not. scumbags. Yeah. And she asked him, tell me about the scumbags comment. What does that mean? Tell me about the scumbags comment. And he said, well, it's right. I mean, if, <laughs> if you're out looting yes. and ransacking other people's stuff, that's what you are. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. He didn't back off from it one iota. Thank heaven. He doesn't care. Thank Heaven for people like Charles Barkley. I, I don't agree with him on a lot of politics, I'm sure. Uh, but there's a guy who has some balls and stands up for what's right and what just makes sense. If, if, you're, if you're out looting and uh, ransacking businesses just because you don't like the, the decision that a, people, a, a group of people, 12 of them, including three blacks, came up with after reviewing all of the evidence, and it totally made sense to everybody else, uh, I'm sorry. You're, you're not. That's not a real black person. That's not what black people do. You're a scumbag. And it's by, not what white people do. If you're if you're doing that as a white guy, you're a scumbag too. And can I re okay? revisit ancient history just for a moment? Mm -hmm. This is ancient history, and he, Glenn Beck, would even be upset for me bringing this up. But I'm doing it anyway. You know why? Show says patent stew on it. Okay. Yeah. And it does. It's not GBTV anymore. Okay. It's the Blaze. Okay. So he can't control this. Remember when Glenn got in all this trouble for calling Katrina victims scumbags when he was talking about the looters 
and the people shooting at helicopters. He was not. He was not talking about all about victims, and I can prove everybody that. Everybody in New Orleans by the fact that he uh, was at a damn Katrina fundraiser. He started for Katrina victims. Yeah. Okay. So now Barkley <laughs> gets a little bit of pushback here, not quite the level. No. Uh, as Whitey Glenn Beck got when he said the exact same thing multiple years ago, and I know it's ancient history. But it pisses me off. <laughs> We're still pissed about a lot of the flack he got. Yeah, I know. It just never quite goes away. Uh, but here he is talking about uh, not all profiling is wrong. Let's hear the uh, logic wow. behind that. I mean, it's one thing in Ferguson. There's some audio. But you see the video. You see these cops surround him. Yes, yes. And he ultimately, so it was a homicide. He dies. I don't think that was a homicide. Mm. I don't think that was a homicide. What it was, was that? Uh, it was a chokehold. You see it. Well, I think the cops were trying to arrest him, and they got a little aggressive. I think excessive force, uh, you know, something like that. But to go right to murder, when, Brooke, when the cops are trying to arrest you, if you fight back, things go wrong. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean... I don't think they were trying to kill Mr. Garner. In, in fairness, there's some black people out there who are crooks. And when the police come to your neighborhood... It's a, a tense situation. The only time you interact with the cops is when things are going wrong. That's the only time we ever interact, interact with the cops. But first of all, we as, we, we as black people, we got a lot of crooks. We can't just uh, wait until uh, something like this happens. We have to look ourselves in the mirror. There's a reason they racially profile us at times. Sometimes it's wrong, but sometimes it's right. So to, to act and sit there and act like we held, mm -hmm. hold no responsibility for, for some of this stuff, it's it, just disingenuous. Mm. Man, oh, man. You went actually a little farther even than I might on that particular uh, arrest of the black man in New York City mm -hmm. where they took him down like that. And the guy was pleading for them. He was, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. He said it over and over and over. They didn't care. They had their, they, they continued the chokehold. They had their knees on him. They were, I mean, it was truly excessive. And that was really bad. For the reason you mentioned, really can I make a prediction? Yes. Charles Barkley will never get another speeding ticket in his entire life. <laughs> he will be driving at 260 <laughs> yeah. miles an hour in a school zone, and they will not pull the him DUI over. The DUI he got a few years ago is over. <laughs> oh, forget. Yeah, no, over. I mean, Long this. Uh, look, you're right. I think you might be right. In some ways, I think he might be going too far, too far. with the police. But still, yeah. isn't it refreshing to yeah, see, particularly an, an African-American celebrity role model? I know he doesn't like that term, but a guy who people look up to, he was in the media, coming out and saying, hey, you know, look, the police are awesome. And, you know, I think he's, well, mm -hmm. I think you're right. Uh, that one was really bad um, in, you know, as far as, you know, the details you're talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to go immediately to homicide, I think is a fair thing. Like, you look at, there are other charges in there. And I don't, I don't think they went out there to try to kill black people no. in a premeditated no. way. I think I things so got out of hand and right. they did something wrong. If, if you don't resist at all, although if I remember that, this beginning I can't of that. all of that whole video didn't so. look like. I mean, he wasn't swinging at cops. He wasn't. Yeah. If I remember correctly, he was like, "Well, wait a minute," and they just jump him. And that's wrong, obviously. And, and and it I, was, that's it the way was it went wrong. Down, I mean, wrong. they were wrong in that. And and you know, I 
I, I'm not one who says they're right in every instance, but I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I just can't on yeah. that one. Yeah, and that's fair. That's a fair. I mean, and that's the way you're supposed to look at things. Yeah. And, and Barkley said that. My grandmother told me to look at people as individuals. Yes. What a great thing. If you can't teach your child that lesson, you are not a good parent or grandparent. Mm -hmm. That is probably the most important lesson. It certainly cures racism, does it not? It certainly cures uh, judging people uh, you know, on the basis of their character instead of the color of their skin. It's certainly uh, you know, uh, book by their cover. I mean, all of these little cliches are meant to teach you that lesson. Don't say that, and don't say African Americans need more help than other people of other colors, as we do in our public policy all the time. Treat them as individuals mm -hmm. responsible for their own uh, actions, and man, you will see a wonderful uh, awakening, I think, across the entire country, across all races. I think so, too. Triple eight seven two seven beck Back. Welcome back uh, to Pat and Stu. Uh, Ferguson Police Chief Tom Jackson indicated that there are, uh, they are pursuing an investigation into whether comments made by Michael Brown's stepdad, the night Ferguson officer Darren Wilson was not indicted by a grand jury, incited a riot or not. Now, come on, this riot was planned in advance. Right. Everybody said it's coming, we're getting ready for it, we're doing it, get ready, meet us at the riot. I mean, that was... It was like a uh, one of those flash mob things. They had planned it for weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and so here are some of the uh, above-mentioned uh, folks. Much of it I can't understand because there's this, an irritating bleeping sound going on at s certain points in that yeah, clip. I, uh, I, yeah. I, I, hmm. I don't know what hard, was happening Hard to there. pick up. But uh, following the announcement, uh, here's what he said. Burn this mf -er down. Oh, okay. Burn this mother effer down. Uh, burn this bitch, burn this bitch down. Um, I'm mm. not sure which bitch he's talking about there. I, I think generally speaking, just generally all speaking, female buildings. all female buildings. Mm -hmm. no, none of the male buildings? No, I keep the male buildings right, standing well, up. Leave there. the bastards up and mm -hmm. not the bitches. Mm -hmm. uh, we are pursuing those comments, and there's a lot of discussion going on about that right now. Sure sounds uh, like he was inciting to a lot of folks, but that's a decision for the authorities to make. This kind of goes to uh, the, do you remember the, um, uh, we need to kill, I hate every iota of a cracker. Yeah. We need to kill Dem cracker babies, Dem yeah. night babies. Yes. Um, uh, Philadelphia, just, right? Yeah, it was yeah. Philly. And it, the issue there is he's clearly inciting a riot, but there wasn't a riot. Like, he, there mm -hmm. weren't people mm -hmm. going out and killing white babies for the next uh, two nights. In this case, there was. In this case, they were burning down the buildings yeah. he requested them to burn down. Yeah, so there is something to so it. So there kind of seems like yeah. there is something there. And I don't know how the police, you know, they're already in a tough situation. And, and they're blamed for everything anyway. Mm -hmm. How they can go out and prosecute now, and it's going to be a tough thing for them to do. Because... I think you got to say no. You think you don't prosecute? Yeah. I mean, but again, he's... You just, you just make the situation worse, well, right? Right. Yes. And, and I guess that's the decision you make as law enforcement. As key, you know, you have, you're law enforcement, but you're also keeping the peace. And maybe mm -hmm. this one, the keeping the peace, mm -hmm. is winning out. But then you're letting a guy who is inciting riots go. Yeah. You're saying, you know what? This time, eh, you don't get prosecuted for telling them to burn True. down people's building. If you own the Little Caesars, I mean, you know, my Little Caesars is gone. Add to that this. Uh, a guy in Washington State posted this on, I believe, Facebook, where he said, we need to kill this white mf'er. 
and anything that has a badge on. So even black people so, with badges on apparently get die in that particular uh, Apparently. So they actually did arrest, uh, his name is Jaleel Tariq <laughs> Abdul-Jabbar, 46 years old. Nice and short. Uh, started posting the threatening messages after uh, the verdict came in. And so uh, he also posted that... Uh, we have the whole full message here. Did you read, did you read the whole thing yet? Are, are there any real black men that would love to go yeah, down to Ferguson, Missouri... To give back those bullets that police officer Darren Wilson fired into the body of Mike Brown. If we're unable to locate Officer Wilson, then we'll return them to his wife. And if not, her, then, if not her, his hater children. Or his children, excuse me, I don't know why I'm, um, uh, it's far away. Uh, then his, his children. So kill his wife, kill his children if we can't find the officer. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's really bad. And they arrested him? Really bad. Yeah, they, so they did, did arrest him. You've got to arrest him. He's he's making specific, specific threats, threats against specific against people. Him, yeah. his wife, and his children. I I don't know. I I think you have to arrest that and guy. What, what's the problem, Pat? The problem is not that uh, that there are certain some black people going out and doing these terrible things. The the, the 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 problem is not that there are criminals doing criminal things. The situation is that we need to build trust between communities and local police. Thank you for finally getting to it. Mm -hmm. You finally got to the real crux of the matter. And how much do we need to spend to do that? I don't know. Let's give say... me a number. Give me a give me a good round number. Not even round necessarily. Well, Just give me the exact think... figure we need to <laughs> build trust. Between I'll give you a round number. I think this is right because right. would you would you think two hundred fifty million dollars is too high i think that's too low too low too low how much more do you need mm, i can't do it for five more i can't do it for 10 uh, 15 might be too much let's say 13 mil million more so 263 million, 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 million sounds about right 263 million sounds about right 263 dollars that is what obama is asking for to help equip local law enforcement around the nation in a greater effort again who's at fault here local law enforcement around the nation because they need a greater effort to build trust between communities and local police. It's not the local people who are having any problems here. It's no. the police. The no, police no. are the ones at fault God, here. Over and over again, every this time is oh, always this guy, the way he always. goes. Always. Every time. If you don't know who this guy is by now, you have just not paid attention. He is anti-law enforcement. He is, I think, anti-military. Uh, he is... is somewhat anti-constitution he does not like he's not a fan of the united states of america as it was constituted if it were up to him and he said it not me he would fundamentally transform the united states of america which he is attempting to do i mean i, I don't know how people don't get this how do you not see it with all the evidence you have Instead, if you were to go on MSNBC and say, oh, what evidence do you have of that? Oh, where the guy has said he loves the country. Yes, he has. At times, he has said he loves the country. But then he, then he contradicts himself with his actions and with other words, like I want to fundamentally transform it. How do you want to fundamentally transform something you're in love with? Mm -hmm. You don't. No. Uh, it's, it's agonizing. And... So they will spend the $263 million to, I guess, what, have special programs for police to educate them on minorities and minority relations and how they need to relate to people? Are they going to uh, force them into classes? Are they going to, is, is that what we're, what we're going to have to do now? Because well, none of the responsibility is on, as you mentioned, 
the communities right. themselves. Now, the one part that has been discussed fairly widely is the idea body that camera. the body cameras, but that's only 75 million. Yeah. So uh, what are you going? You've got uh, almost $200 million um, going towards random things, uh, you know, that uh, apparently are going to build trust between communities and local police. The Associated Press is uh, reporting that over the last five years, $18 billion, so much more, has been spent on various outreach programs for police departments. So we've already spent $18 billion. Now we need to do a $263 million more. That's going to make the difference. Um, and then some of the cost has gone to other things, crowd control um, and, su and, and such. Um, uh, Obama's new initiative addresses how federal government um, equips state and law enforcement, particularly with military-style equipment as well, which is something some conservatives, libertarians, are uh, very concerned with. Um, so, so some of that, there might be some good in there as well. Uh, but this idea, it's always the police's fault. There's always the police that are, that, are, that are at issue here. It's never the people doing the things to the police that are the issue. It's never the people doing things to their own uh, neighbors that are the issue. It's just always the police. It's always the very few police uh, incidents that happen every single year that get all the attention. It's very frustrating. Well, as Jonathan Gentry said, it's it, how many people, how many people a weekend, every weekend are murdered in Chicago, black on black crime. How many, he, he mentioned some of the stats. There were 43 one weekend, there were 47 the next. That's never discussed. It's like, I mean, that is an epidemic. You've got hundreds of blacks dying at the hands of other blacks. We never see a protest over that. No. We never see a peep from Al Sharpton over that. Nobody's going to that community and pouring money into making the situation any better. Nobody's educating black people on how they should love other black people. None of this is being done. It's only right. when the outlier situation like this happens in Ferguson, which turns out to be not his fault. I mean, there's not even enough evidence to put him on trial. No, I know. But this is what gets all the attention. And when you talk about, you have 93% uh, of uh, blacks are killed by other blacks. And, and, and you know, the PolitiFact was trying to say, well, I mean, uh, most people are killed by people they know. So that makes a lot of sense. Of course, the percentage is lower for whites who represent 74% of the population. Mm -hmm. It should be the opposite, right? It mm -hmm. should be much higher for whites and lower for blacks in theory. Um, and, you know, a lot of this has to do, like, and, and this idea is, look at the premise set here. White people want to kill black people all the time. They always want to kill black people. White people want to kill black people. Also, the people who would stop that from occurring, you know, the cops, mm -hmm. they also want, want to kill, kill black, black people. people all the time. Yet somehow can, they can only manage 7%. <laughs> and it's actually less than 7%. But they can only come up somehow with those two things as facts. They can only kill 7% of all the black people murdered. Why is that? Wouldn't you think there's a cottage industry of black people tourism where you'd go down into the inner city and just start shooting black people because the cops don't care and the people in the suburbs, the evil white people, don't care either? What about slavery, though? Yep. That, Answer what, that. What, what about slavery? It was really bad, and we stopped it. Jim along. Crow. It was really bad, and they lynchings. stopped it. By the way, all three, all three of these things, including lynchings, by the way, largely done by government. Government. Yes. The, the, uh, the, the, const the uh, southern states enforce these laws through, about slavery through their government. Jim Crow is Jim Crow laws. Laws government. enacted by a government. 
lynchings many times, not all the time, because the KKK was obviously involved in that, but a lot of times in association with evil government police officers and other groups in the and government. And by the way, there were, there were also whites who were lynched. Uh, many, yeah. Yeah, yeah. about 2,500, I think, if I remember correctly, as opposed to about 6,000 blacks. So it was certainly less. Um, 888-727-BECK. 888-727-BECK. More patents too. Come up. Mm. Your Christmas channel, you know that, right? It uh, well, is. it's one uh, of the one of three. It's well, there's Hallmark and the Hallmark Movie Channel, both. Oh, both. Well, I was going to get then four because I was going to say ABC Family, ABC Family, and of course okay. the classic Fala La La Lifetime. Of course, uh, li Lifetime's doing it too. Yeah. Oh, they, all the time. That is legitimately what they call every year Fala La La Lifetime, yeah. and they are it's <laughs> nonstop great. Christmas movies. All the time. Throughout, the problem throughout the is, I don't know where Lifetime is on my on my service, uh, nor do I know where. Uh, uh, ABC Family. I'll have to find them. I will tell I'll you, I know the only there. reason, I don't know what channel they are either, but what I do know is every one of their programs are on my DVR. Uh, <laughs> we're on the holidays. There's just like, <laughs> my, Lifetime movies, there's just like 40 of them on there. My DVR right now is, I think, 86% full. Wow. Because I've recorded so many of these stupid Christmas movies. They, they run them and, over and over. And, and believe me, some of them are, well, some of them are great. There's at least two that are classic now. They're classic Christmas movies that have to be watched every every but, Yuletide. But they're always in that way of, it's not Shawshank Redemption, right? It's not Oh no! It's Even not Empire one. Strikes no. Back. No, it it's, is it's, a, it's a fun no, movie, a, and yeah. part of the reason it's yeah. good is because it's so bad. Yes. The plot, like, the ones you're talking about, and the one we always discuss is the one with Henry Winkler in it, and Brooke Burke, is that her name? I don't remember. And she's the hot, uh, you know, yeah. businesswoman, and she's too businessy for the holidays, and, yeah. uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and a stranger comes and into a stranger her life. Comes into her life and makes that, her feel understand that her the uncle cop who is Winkler yeah. br he brings home a stranger from the airport right. like yeah. anybody like would anyone ever, ever do, do that this. and it's like well <laughs> it's it's acted well and the script's it a little is. bit better than normal and yeah. it, it looks it yes. doesn't look like it was you know shot on an iPhone but the plot is still absurd. No father would ever bring a local, hey, I found a guy in an airport to your, into your, his daughter's house in the middle of the holidays. Yeah, especially but I'm, a, I'm cop. a cop, so I could tell character right away. I knew you wasn't crazy. Really? Really? You're going to take that to the bank? Oh. And put him up at your house mm -hmm. where your niece lives and her and her son so you're putting their lives in danger on your hunch that he's not a bad guy. Uh, by the and way, fortunately, it turns out to be true. He's not a bad guy. It is always true. He's, he's a really good guy. And the person who is a bad guy is the person <laughs> she was dating the whole time. Right. They, yeah. Uh, it always turns out that way. Yeah. And I will say right he's, now, the people in Ferguson are saying, notice how the cop brought back a white person. Right. Not a black guy. Just throwing it out there. That's Hands up. Point. Don't shoot. It's a good point. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, we have a couple of uh, uh, trailers. If we haven't enticed you enough to watch Hallmark <laughs> Channel by now, this will. Uh, here's the trailer for the Christmas card, which I believe is on tonight. Ooh. Yeah. 
Sergeant Cullen received a card from our admirers back in the States that sent him on a journey. Oh, do you have family in town? I'm just passing through. To find his destiny. You think it's a little odd that a grown man would travel this far based on a card? One simple yes. act will change two lives. This card brought him to Nevada City? No, you do. Edward <laughs> Asner in a Hallmark Channel original movie. The Christmas card <laughs> on Hallmark Movie. Now, you've talked that about that one before. That's, that's one the Ed face. Asner one. Yeah, that's yeah, the Ed that's Asner fantastic. one. One of the few where he's not Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> he does not play Santa in, the, in this one. He's mm -hmm. actually just a, like a guy who owns a lumber business. But he's a, he's a good man. He is a good man. He's a hardworking man. He's the type of person. He's a good man. The way they justify this is like, if you're a good <laughs> businessman and you're trying to make a profit on something, mm -hmm. then you're evil. Right. But if he's you're not. a, a bad not. businessman that just gives away <laughs> things to random people all the time, that has, yeah. you know, they, you know they, oh, I run a Christmas business, but we let 95% of all rooms be rented for free by orphans, <laughs> then you're a good person in these movies. <laughs> There's never the guy who is, yeah. who is actually. Actually, turning a profit is always <laughs> awful. That's really true. And uh, I mean, if you're turning a big profit, you're off. You're oh, really bad. You're man. a really bad person. And if you're struggling and you can't even make it for the Christmas season, you're a wonderful person. Right. Exactly. All like, poor people are wonderful. In the and of course, and then the extension of that is, if you're running a charity, you're always the best person in the world. Oh yeah. But this is, of course, something that goes into major. But you're unlucky in love. That's true. You, are. Will you will be unlucky in love that. if you're running a charity. If you're running a charity, Man, you're unlucky you. in love. Nobody wants to date someone who works at a charity. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> don't put that on your Tinder profiles, okay? <laughs> you don't want that to happen. No. Um, so, uh, and this goes on into major mainstream movies mm -hmm. as well. Like the one that pops into my mind from back in the day is You've Got Mail, where evil Tom Hanks and his evil Fox Books company mm -hmm. is evilly putting out a business, the poor woman, who all she wants to do is read for free and not have anybody buy any books and it's like well that's a dumb business model mm -hmm. reading to children in a store that you and then letting them all leave without buying anything is a dumb business model buying a giant bookstore is also right now a terrible business model but back then it wasn't that bad right and and you know mm -hmm. like that, that doesn't make you evil <laughs> and then the same thing and this is one of the reasons why i love 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 out of all the superhero movies iron man because here's the biggest douche in the world who makes nonstop profit off of giant weapons, and he's the good guy. Yeah, yeah I, that's a fun I, one. That's good. That's a fun I one. I love that. That is not happening on Hallmark, though. Do not look for it on Hallmark. <laughs> it will not occur. Here's what you can look for uh, on Hallmark, though, because I, I saw this one last night. A Christmas Visitor. I think you're going to tear up a little bit. Your son, John, was killed in the line of duty. A family shattered oh, by the past. Secretary. Why is this happening now? It's an unbearable loss. Struggling with the future. Hey, you all right? A visitor will change them forever. Who are you? A Christmas visitor. One of the most <laughs> wonderful movies of Christmas on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Mm, yeah. I will say this, Pat. Uh, <laughs> the acting is great. Oh. And the car Who crash scene looks... I mean, was that right out of Transformers? Oh, I couldn't yeah. even tell. It was so... <laughs> the special effects budget must have been through the roof oh, on that God. one. It I was... can't tell, though, watching it, whether I'm supposed to think of the Secretary of Defense from 24, or I should just go out and buy gold randomly. Because that guy is in every gold commercial. I, he's, he's embarrassing Glenn Beck at this point. 
I mean, uh, he's Shilling. the only guy who Shilling does gold. more gold commercials than Glenn Beck. For sure. Yeah, he loves gold. Uh, yeah, William Devane. William Devane, and he was in 24. Was he the president, too, in one season, yeah. I think? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, I think he, he was. he did rise to the president. Yeah. Usually that's what happens. Like, if you have a secretary of defense in one season of 24, <laughs> by, uh, three seasons later, he's always the president. Has to be. He has to be, because at least you know him. Right. And the presidents are always killed. Uh, <laughs> you know, the so. Visitor, I hope I'm not giving away anything. The Visitor is their dead son. What? Yeah. He is the son who was killed in uh, Desert... Shield, Desert Storm. Which one was the '90s one? Uh, Storm. Storm. Shield. Storm. Storm was early '90s. Storm was early '90s, right. and then okay. Shield was the nicer. I think it was killed in the early '90s because this this movie took place in 2002, and so I think it's been like 10 years later, and you know they've they've fallen out of the Christmas mode because they got the news that their son was killed on in Christmas, Desert Storm on, on Christmas Eve. And that's, so uh, they haven't celebrated Christmas in 10 years, too. Oh, my gosh. Until their dead son comes back. Uh, that's terrible. They don't recognize him for some reason. I, he's different. He looks different as an angel than he did, uh, you know, in person. In how life. could that be? I don't know. I don't know how that happened. I will but. say this, too. It illustrates a good point about our wars. Like, now it's uh, enduring freedom, mm -hmm. things like that. Then Before that, it, was des it wasn't Desert Storm. It was Desert Shield. We were just shielding the area. We weren't doing anything. They were shielding mm -hmm. the people. Then it was mm -hmm. Desert Storm. We're taking them by storm. And then you go back to the big one, Urgent Fury. A huge... Right. I don't know why you brought that up, though. Oh, my gosh. I, okay, Jeffy well, doesn't like to hear about it. I no. forgot about... No, oh, I man. don't. I was just reading about the Persian Gulf War that our visitor was in. Well, that's, uh, that was Desert oh, Storm. Oh, it was right? Persian Gulf. But, Persian. but wasn't the code name for that Desert Storm? It's very possible. I think but it was. I wish yeah. you hadn't have all of a sudden made me start thinking about war, but then you bring it up. <laughs> well, you, you didn't even react up. when I said it, and now moments later. No, I did later. react. I was in the middle of thinking about the Persian War, and then I hear Urgent And then Fury. you hear Urgent Fury. Oh, my gosh. Now, were you, what was your history in Urgent Fury? A lot of people are asking. We only stormed the beaches. We took over. The we have to look back. I, someone on Twitter, this is a few days ago, I meant to send this to you. Actually took a picture of themselves in on Grenada. vacation in Grenada saw, and said, I, I'm on the island of Spice and I don't see Jeffy. Fantastic. <laughs> they, they literally went. They were in yeah. Grenada on yeah. vacation. Grenada yeah. is a vacation. And by, and by the way, uh, you're welcome. Yeah, I urge you. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> we keep mocking it. It worked. Thank you. <laughs> they had a nice pool Thank in the you. picture. It was gorgeous. we got to find yeah. that. Can you I, yeah. find that and dig it out and, yeah. and send it I to us? It wouldn't uh, be that way controller. if it wasn't for, well, some of my lost brothers and myself. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's true, and you're, you true. seem to be mo the one mocking it. No, I'm... You weren't there, and that's the problem with this analysis. You didn't go. Excuse me? You were on your ass, and you weighed three times what you weigh now. <laughs> he didn't like to talk about it. No, okay. I don't. No, don't remind him of that. All right. Triple eight seven two seven back. <laughs> Back is Pat and Stu. You know what's fun is to watch the White House press secretary twist in the wind. Whenever he's asked a tough question, and there are there are literally two and sometimes three people who will ask tough questions. 
They are John, uh, John Carl, of course, mm -hmm. the best from ABC News. Then there's Ed Henry from Fox, and then there's Major Garrett. I don't know where he is now. But yeah, National Journal, I think. National Journal. I think that's where he is. I mean, he, he, and he's not, uh, you know, he did, at one point he was a lot stronger, I think. Yeah. He, uh, he, he's not, he does occasionally still do it, but it's not as common. Yeah. But he did it. He actually, he actually, he actually did a little bit of this when he asked uh, Ernest about Obama's comment about changing immigration law. Now we all know Presidents can't change law. They don't make law. That's Congress's job. So what are you doing telling people you changed the law? I don't mean to, I don't mean to, to call you out here, Go ahead. but most people do not know that. Okay, well, that's probably true. <laughs> this audience, you're probably right. true. Most yes. people do not know that. Yeah. They don't even know there is a Congress. They don't know there's three branches of government. They don't know any of it. Which is why uh, it should have been okay for the president to say, yeah, I made some changes to that law. Right. <laughs> but it wasn't with Garrett, and uh, here's what happened. Tuesday, when the president was getting uh, some blowback from the audience in Chicago during his immigration remarks, at one point he said, I just took action to change the law. Did the president misspeak in a moment of uh, a sort of uh, passion to try to calm the crowd? Or does he fundamentally, and do you fundamentally believe that he has taken action to change the law? Uh, I think he was speaking colloquially, um, that what he has put in place uh, meaning that obviously, well, no, meaning that the uh, that yeah. it's the responsibility of the United mm -hmm. States Congress to to pass laws, right? Uh, and right. it's the responsibility of the uh, yeah. executive branch to implement and enforce them. Okay. Um, so I guess my point is, what is your action to change the law? Uh, well, I think the impact of the law certainly has been changed on in terms of the way that it affects uh, you know millions of people who are. Well, in that's this not country. supposed to happen. Uh, and I think that's what the president He's was alluding to. So the if there, you know, if there are people who he did not literally mean he changed the law. Well, I, again, I think that he was speaking well, colloquially, colloquially there. Say that five times fast. Maybe, maybe I'll stop saying it. <laughs> <laughs> you should, because it was a lie from the start anyway. <laughs> so maybe you should tell the truth. Yeah, he did change the law. Because <laughs> then you did really. He goes on to explain. Yeah, he, he actually did change the law. The impact of the law. Yes. Which is different because if Ted Cruz was president and he kept all the tax rates the same, but instead said, we won't prosecute anyone who doesn't who needs to pay over 10 percent of income, that wouldn't be changing the law to a fat flat tax. That would be just changing the impact of the law. I want Republicans to remember this language. I didn't change the law. What do you mean? No, I, I just changed the impact of the law. It's brilliant. Uh, so go ahead and do that when you get it when you get into office, Ted, and we'll just we'll be quiet. We'll totally support you totally and, and go against our principles. That's right. I mean, I'll get again because the it's worst for our in interest. me. The worst is in me. Does really I really know. want it? I want it. To I want to see every freaking change I've mm -hmm. wanted in the law for the last thousand years implemented by the next guy I like, and he can just go in there and do whatever the hell he wants and say, "Well, it's the impact of the law." It is hard to not say. It's hard. It would serve them right. It's hard to restrain yourself, honestly, in those moments because it really is. you know, like it, there's this issue. Remember the nuclear option where you know, and Harry Reid was doing this uh, when they had control and they still do have control of the Senate. And there's just a debate going on with Republicans: Do we continue this obviously illegal process at, when we get control? The precedent has been set. And and it, the easy thing to say to me is absolutely not. You do not do that because it's a terrible precedent. It's wrong, and you don't do it. However, they, I want them to. they changed 
Uh, you know, the part of me just says, screw it, do it, mm-hmm. um, which I know is bad. But then part of me at least says you need to at least use those rules to be able to undo the illegal things they did. So you come in and you do and then you stop doing it. Maybe that's the right answer. I don't know. But you can't let these illegal things stand. They were done illegally. Mm-hmm. And you have to undo it. And if certainly Democrats are not going to vote with you on them. I mean, there's just it's so tough. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I, I really do go down that road. Like, I mean, I, I do, too. I, it's being honest and it's showing our flaws here. But like there is a big part of me when I hear this. be Like, man, if freaking Rand Paul or Ted Cruz gets in there. I it's want a flat tax yeah. implemented through edict. I know it'd be nice. Yeah. Ten percent. It'd be wrong, but it would be it nice. It would be wrong. Uh, here's here's Ernest trying to explain how a woman with zero qualifications to be an ambassador to Hungary is an ambassador to Hungary. <laughs> you can remind me what what are Colleen Bell's qualifications for uh, ambassador? Is it that she was a soap opera producer? Is it that she <laughs> gave hundreds of thousands of dollars or helped raise hundreds of thousands of dollars for the Obama re-election campaign? Why was she chosen? Uh, John, I can tell you that uh, that uh, I can tell you first that you're right that the confirmation of these uh, individuals to these important ambassadorial posts is long overdue, and we you certainly no are pleased that. Uh, that the Senate so. has finally uh, acted on them. Uh, as it relates to uh, uh, Ambassador Bell, uh-huh. uh, she is somebody who uh, retains the confidence uh-huh. uh, that the, well, let me say right. it this way: Ambassador okay. Bell has the president's confidence that she will do uh, an excellent job of representing the United States uh, and maintaining why? the important relationship that the United States has yeah, but why, with the why government and the people confidence? of Hungary. But where does the president get that confidence? I mean, in her confirmation hearing, she couldn't even name a single a strategic interest the United States had with Hungary. Well, she certainly is somebody, again, that, 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 again, is, that uh, is, has, has had, a, had her own her uh, distinguished, distinguished private sector career. As uh, a soap uh, opera well, and as somebody who obviously has uh, succeeded in, uh-huh. um, you know, in the business world, right. and Why? she is somebody that the president have, has confidence uh, will be able to Why? maintain our relationship with uh, the government and the people of Hungary. Can, can you gosh. tell me that the fact that she helped raise hundreds of thousands of dollars as the president's re-election campaign had nothing to do with her appointment? You can't say that, can you? Well, I, I can tell you that that's not the reason that she was chosen. He can't. he can't say it. Oh, man. we got to come back to this because this has to be discussed a little bit. Further. That's amazing stuff. That's really amazing. Seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Um, I don't know why I gave the phone number. The phones aren't working today, so never mind. Uh, <laughs> but maybe you can use that tomorrow. Uh, the triple eight seven two seven back number. Did we ever figure out why we're still doing toll free numbers? No, yeah. I don't think we ever did get an answer on that. In a world where toll free is nearly meaningless. Why are we still doing toll-free numbers? Yeah, if you missed that discussion, I mean, remember back in the day, you'd have to, if you were in California and you needed to call an office in Washington, you'd 
have to call one the number and then you get a toll fee based on their distance most of the time yeah. that was huge and if you're on the phone for an hour it would cost you a lot and businesses said well no one's going to call us unless we do a toll-free number so it made sense okay that you do a toll-free number now you can call anywhere in the country for the same rate everyone has I mean, I don't know if everyone has this plan, Almost but largely everyone. everyone has the plan. You can call anywhere in the United States whenever you want. There's no mm -hmm. extra cost. So why do we still have toll-free numbers? Just keep your number, right? I right. mean, yeah. I've had the same phone number for years. Can we book a uh, toll-free number expert on the air? Good <laughs> Telefonica guy to come on. Telefonica, larger distancia. Can we get that guy on? Yeah. That's, yes. Sorry, this is reaching out to uh, good. our Hispanic audience, which is large, by the way. Oh. I, I, mean, what, I mean, that is one person, and he's very fat. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's go back and revisit the John Carl question again, because there's a lot going on here with the, uh, with the ambassador to Hungary. Uh, and it, it, it amazes me all the time that John Carl is virtually the only one. I mean, once in a while you get Ed Henry in there. And you get a token question, as we just saw from Major Garrett every once in a while. But on a daily basis, the one who challenges them over and over and over again so consistently is John Carl. I can't believe there's no journalistic integrity or curiosity even mm -hmm. to be asking the White House spokesman these kinds of questions as John Carl did. If you can remind me, what, what are Colleen Bell's qualifications for... Uh, ambassador? Is it that she was a soap opera producer? Is it that she gave hundreds of thousands of dollars or helped raise hundreds of thousands of dollars for the Obama re-election campaign? Why was she chosen? Uh, John, I can tell you that, uh, that uh, yeah, I can tell you first that you're right, that the confirmation of these uh, individuals to these important ambassadorial posts is uh -huh. long overdue, and we certainly are pleased uh, that the Senate has finally uh, acted on them. Uh, as it relates to uh, well, tell uh, Ambassador Bell, uh, she is somebody who uh, retains the confidence uh, that, the, well, let me say it this way. Ambassador yeah. Bell has the president's confidence that she will do uh, an excellent job of representing the United States uh, and maintaining the important relationship that the United States has with the government and the people of Hungary. Uh, okay. Where does the president get that confidence? I mean, in her confirmation hearing, she couldn't Great even name up. a single a strategic interest the United States had with Hungary. Well, she certainly is somebody, again, that, that, that again, is, that uh, is, has that had, a, has had her, her own her uh, distinguished <laughs> private sector career. As a soap opera uh, producer. Well, <laughs> as somebody who obviously has uh, succeeded in, in, um, you know, um, in the business world. The, and okay. she is somebody that the president has confidence will be able to uh, maintain our relationship with uh, the government and the people of Hungary. Can, can you tell me that the fact that she helped raise hundreds of thousands of dollars the president's re-election campaign had nothing to do with her appointment? You can't say that, can you? Well, I can tell you that that's not the reason that she was chosen. That is great. I mean, he should, he should say there. As the guy yes, who lies for a living. That. Absolutely, I can Absolutely, tell you Absolutely, I can tell you unequivocally that had nothing to do with it. He can't say it. He can't say it. He can't, uh, he he can't, can't even, even bring himself to lie. He couldn't Debbie lie Wasserman Schultz big. says that. Yeah. You know what? You know, you know Debbie Wasserman Schultz there, Ernest. Debbie Wasserman Schultz says, not only can I guarantee you that it had nothing to do right. with it, I will say it was a detriment in the process. <laughs> we didn't. We thought it was a bad thing that she donated money, but yeah. we couldn't help because of her overwhelming abilities Let me to put you, her in this role. We argued against her for raising $2.1 million for the president. We said we hate that fact. We hate money. But she is so qualified. <laughs> yeah. 
as a soap opera producer because here's the thing. General Hospital once had a Hungarian evil twin on the show. And Wait, she, so the main person on the show yes, wasn't Hungarian, was but the evil Hungarian, twin was? The evil twin Were they on a flight when they were born? Yes. Okay, all right. I just you figured make, that out nicely. That was very quick. <laughs> or you watched General Hospital. Yeah, I, I did. I'm a big fan. So General Hospital once had an evil Hungarian twin who was on the show, and they became friends. Mm. Uh, and that qualifies her now, yeah. even though she doesn't speak Hungarian. And I will say... Or has never, as far as I know, been to Hungary. No, I know. <laughs> I, I do like the fact that Unreal. she... Uh, and he's not completely lying here, by the way, because he says his, her, the reason he can come up with is that she's had a very successful private sector career as a mm -hmm. soap opera producer, which qualifies her to have lots of money and to give Obama hundreds of thousands of dollars right. yeah. and all of her rich friends to collect hundreds of thousands of dollars. So in, a rea in reality, he is sort of saying the truth, which is she's got lots of cash. She gave a lot of it to us. We're yeah. very happy with her. She gets to do whatever she wants now. It, it just shows you that these ambassadorships are meaningless now. They're meaningless. Well, it's And they go to his friends and donors. I mean, that's it, who they go to. They go to bundlers, friends, and donors. We found out, right? We looked into that for years. I mean, that's the way ambassadors were picked, right? You're either like a, an elite from a university or you're one of the big cash Well, people. usually there's some but, tie to the country. Right. Yes. I mean, it's an embarrassment if you go. They, they also uh, confirmed the guy to go to Argentina. He doesn't speak Spanish. He's never been to Argentina. I mean, that's embarrassing for the United doesn't States. Doesn't speak Spanish. America. Never been there. How Come are on. you appointed? And, Andy, I don't think, did he have diplomatic experience? I don't think so. I don't think he had any of the three, so didn't speak the language. I've never been to the country soap opera and had no experience in, the, in diplomacy. I mean, look, diplomacy is to me, the, 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 having experience in diplomacy is not necessarily required. We've hired generals to be president without political experience. I say you've got to have something. You've got to have one of the three. You're right, right, that's what right? I'm saying. So that's only one of them, though. Uh, being able to, to speak the language, maybe you could argue, well, English is pretty universal at this point. There are, their government, probably a lot of the people there do speak English. So that one, okay, maybe. But if you've never been to the country, <laughs> it's completely inexcusable. And you have no cultural tie? You have, yeah, you need, I mean, like, if, for example. Maybe you were born yeah, in me, Argentina. Let me give you this. She, I, I she is, she's an American citizen. And 25 years ago, married someone who immigrated here from Hungary. They've it's traveled back tie. and forth uh, maybe yeah, a bunch of times. They fell in love with the country. They have a summer home there, which is, I don't know why he'd go to summer in Hungary, but let's say they did. They're, they're summering in Hungary. They've begun to love the culture, the people. They've made some inroads. They opened a business there. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. I yeah. mean, that's, that's not diplomatic experience. You go there every week because you're, you're doing so much business in Hungary? Yeah, 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 exactly. Maybe. You, the, you work know. for, so. let's say you work for a, a major uh, communications company that's based in Hungary. So you're, the home offices are there. You're talking to people there all the time. You've had to deal. Like, okay, there are other ways you can come. You know, it doesn't have to always be somebody out of the State Department. Right. It, doesn't, know, it doesn't have to. You have to come up with something. And when all you can come up with is she did a soap opera, I mean, that is it's truly, as Jeffy put it, embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing to our country. And, and it shows this is just, it is. you give me $200,000, I will give you a $200,000 job. Yep. That, is, that is quid pro quo. It's the worst it's sort of, uh, um, you know, corruption in, in, in the government. Plus, that you, is the example. If I'm hungry or Argentina, you're pissed. Screw you. Yeah. 
And I don't think you need to use if in front of I'm hungry. <laughs> well, if I'm Argentina, I'd say screw you. Sorry. <laughs> There's never an if necessary in front of the phrase I got it, I'm hungry I got it the first time. out of you. That's why, that's why I got rid because of it the next time mm, I said mm, overweight. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> There's something about the hungry, the hungry jokes. It doesn't get old to me. No, uh, no, no. You know, I'm hungry for turkey. It, it, it just doesn't. It doesn't get old. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. It does kind of. It does kind of. It do, you're right. It does. It actually is already very old. Uh, but you know, whenever we can use any of that on you, Jeffy, we like to. We like to go down those roads. That's the good thing. That's the good thing. By the way, gift that keeps on giving. You really are. Um, by the way, uh, Obama is still fundraising. Uh, the election's over. Yay. He's not running again. He's mm -hmm. still fundraising. Uh, DNC says uh, 30 donors paid $32,400 to attend a fancy, ritzy uh, fundraiser at a hotel near uh, the White House to benefit the DNC. Uh, it says uh, first uh, fundraiser he's had. Think about this. I mean, I can't remember how old I was. He has the first fundraiser since November 4th. Oh, man, how old were you, wow. Jeffy? And, I mean, that's amazing. November. We don't know that's, how old you are now. That's so. almost a month. Yeah, oh, it is. Not, not almost. Quite, not quite. No. Did they have cars? In, in, on November ago? 4th? Yeah. I don't think so. I no. think it was a horse and buggy situation. So, yeah. Maybe <laughs> they had, I will say, maybe they had bicycles. Okay. So you could, you could right. at least go on wheels to places. Wow, but, those, uh, were, yeah. those were days when, they were dark days. When you couldn't get around in vehicles. <laughs> and that's when he last did a fundraiser. Mm -hmm. What a brave, brave man. Oh, my golly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my golly. Principled. To go that long, mm -hmm. just doing your job as president, he must be well, incredibly bored. Well, he had reality hosts he needed well, to appoint as uh, you yeah. know, ambassador yeah, to Saskatchewan. Well, we did have the Thanksgiving break, right? <laughs> in there. I mean, he had to take yeah. a little break. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be that'd be awesome. Thank goodness, because mm -hmm. he has been working so, so, so hard. And we, we all did a couple that. press conferences lot, about is, Ferguson. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a couple press conferences about immigration. Did mm -hmm. he have any press conferences uh, yelling at uh, the woman in uh, Louisiana, uh, the GOP operative who said uh, kind of nasty things about his daughter? I'm surprised we did not see a press conference. You know, that could have been my daughter. It actually was in this case. Yeah. And uh, the abuse taken. No, he just threw a foot I, in private, right? And then she got fired. I mean, she resigned. She resigned. I'm fascinated by that one a little bit. And I don't know if we don't, we don't have that on the, the docket today, but I feel like doing it anyway. Which is, here is a story where a local GOP operative that nobody knows has never been discussed in the media before makes one Facebook comment that, over the line, a little catty, not, right. not necessary. You shouldn't talk about Sasha and Malia in that way. And we've all acknowledged that. So she makes this comment. Yet we have a guy who is not a local figure, but a national figure, who is not doing catty comments on Facebook, but lying about policy and being caught on camera, who is not about a local election somewhere, but has affected a $2.2 trillion policy, and that's only over 10 years, is obviously much more than that once you get past 10 years. Here is a guy who, in the biggest political debate of the last 10 years, has sat here and lied and lied and lied to manipulate the American voters into spending trillions of dollars. And the mainstream media completely ignores it. Yet they've run story after story after story over this nameless GOP operative who comes out and says, well, I don't know, Sasha and Malia looked bored at that press conference on Facebook. 
I mean, it is when the media, prob I'm sure there's a time when the media says, I can't believe how unfair these Republicans, these conservatives are. We try to do a good job, and it's just, you know, this is the way the news is. We cover both sides fairly. I'm sure some journalist says that somewhere. And you wonder why we don't trust you. This is why we don't trust you. Things like this, it's insanity that you ignore Jonathan Gruber. And you're embracing stories about this woman no one has ever heard of. Someone also said a Democratic operative that no one has never heard of that was convicted of sexual assault. And you didn't cover that. But because this guy, this woman, said one stupid thing on Facebook, you're all over it for weeks. Yeah, but it's, it's infuriating. But so? Oh, that's a good point. You know, if I, I can play the media here and the administration. So? It's a, I, I didn't even think of that. So you, you win. <laughs> I really do. Because yeah. nobody yeah. cares. The president's cares. kids are off limits. Everything, every, and everything That's you said it. is true. And and all of this Gruber stuff doesn't matter because uh, the president's children are off limits. That's it, yeah. So, so wh why would we cover uh, Gruber? With this, was a huge deal. Is I, it, I mean, it's unbelievable, well, really, and the, where we are right now. And the way it's you say that is true. It's, it, the it's like the so. president's children are off limits. So is someone lying about a policy we want uh -huh. If someone's doing something destructive to yep. something that we want as a policy, that's also off limits. You can't talk about it. So deal with this. So what? That's a great point. I, mean, I, I even that. doubled down on it. Wow. So what? I don't think that's right. To do it twice is rubbing it in. I'm just showing uh, you how, uh, how beaten you are. I, well, I would admit that. <laughs> okay. All right. 888-727-BECK. Again, don't use that today because it won't do you any good. Great point here. How is buying a job with political donations not more illegal than what Dinesh D'Souza did? She's not and a great point. Because, so, because. So, um, I also will say a uh, great Twitter, Twitter handle, which is at Jeffy is fat. That's not really that great. It's, it's, <laughs> I think it's a great one. Because it gets to the point of you being overweight. Overweight. You know? It does do that. It, does, sort of, do that. it does do like that. Like fat. Kind <laughs> of thing. Do that. So. That's a, it is a great point. That's a great point. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Here's a point that's not so great. There might be another Ebola patient in the United yeah. States of America. Really? Mass wow. General apparently uh, might have an Ebola patient. Uh, they admitted a patient that was possibly exposed to the virus. A uh, patient is being treated in a specially prepared area within the hospital. I was just watching local news last night, and they were pointing out some of the new hospitals set up for Ebola treatment all over Texas. Most of them look like they're in the Houston area, sadly. And uh, not so much around here, just in case. And this is kind of where, I don't know, it happened. Um, but the diagnosis hasn't been confirmed yet. Yesterday, uh, officials said uh, d they designated 35 hospitals around the country as Ebola treatment centers, none of them in Mass, Massachusetts. So uh, I guess if it turns out this person has Ebola, they would have to be transported to one of the other uh, hospitals. Uh, meanwhile, 1,400 people are being monitored in the U.S. for Ebola, fourteen hundred. How just monitored. How is this the first we're hearing about just that? Just monitored. Uh, major news completely uh, dropped this story because it looked like I mean we and we just mentioned it last week I think that there's currently no Ebola patients in America. Mm -hmm. Right. Plus, I don't know what's in this story here in front of us, but 
the CDC also said, the director said, just because you test negative doesn't mean you don't have it. Yeah. Uh, what? I've been seeing that tossed around. I hadn't read wait, the full wait, report. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that does make sense. But most tests are not 100% accurate. I mean, that happens with pregnancy yeah, tests. I kind of like it to be pretty close to 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that's true. You'd, you'd kind of like to be a little particular on that Ebola thing. So? <laughs> I guess so, yes. You're right. The years right. Um, of my uh, child's birth, um, about 75% of my, my salary was spent on pregnancy tests. <laughs> yes, uh, oh my gosh. Um, there was just Costco, you know, just just whole crates of them all over the house <laughs> at certain right. points. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's like, well, you know, it's just one of those things that you need multiple <laughs> confirmations on. However, you're right. I'd like it to be, I don't know, 99.99. Yeah, pretty accurate. close. You know, I like that. Pretty close. And I think most pregnancy tests are, are very accurate. Pretty accurate, yeah. Ebola may be a little tougher to test for. It's possible. Uh, possibly. But possibly. I don't know. Yeah. I'm um, surprised, though. It has kind of gone away as a major media story. It really has. And 1,400 people being monitored, that's a lot of people. And this is, this is, it's so tempting when you're in the middle of one of these stories to get freaked out by it. And I, I sort of did on this one a little bit, I think. You know, I, I don't think I ever was thinking it was going to be, we're gonna, you know, thousands of people were going to die. But, I mean, when they were releasing reports that there could be hundreds of patients per week by December, remember those mm -hmm. stories? Mm -hmm. And I guess now it's another good lesson to remember. When those reports come out, remember they're just wild speculation and they're worst-case scenarios. And a lot of times you should think of yourself, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, that's, that's a good safety tip. Uh, meanwhile, the president uh, says that approval of a $6.2 billion funding request would be a really good present for the world. It'd be a nice Christmas present for mm, them. Nice. Um, I, and I like it when we give Christmas presents to everybody else. In Especially the world. when it's billions of dollars. When it's billions, about. I'm really excited. If it was only hundreds of millions, I I'd wouldn't be, be that pumped. I'd be pissed. Oh, you fact. would be. Okay. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I want it to be billions, or why bother? Uh, and it is, fortunately. Uh, he's pressing Congress to pass his $6.2 billion request in emergency funding to come combat Ebola. Um, declaring it would be a good pre Christmas present to the to the uh, people of America and the world. We can't beat Ebola without funding, he says. If we want other countries to step up, we must lead the way. I will say this. Um, while my chosen solution to the Ebola uh, crisis would be private institutions mm -hmm. uh, doing it in, a, in, a, in, an, in an atmosphere where our taxes are much lower and these organizations have much more money, them handling this, I do believe that could be done. Call me crazy, call me wacky. However, this is not the first thing I'm going to step up and complain about with the government. You know, when, you, when you're taking $6.2 billion dollars yeah. and you're trying yeah. to knock out True. Ebola so we don't get it, it's, again, I'm not, you know, I am not uh, mm -hmm. thrilled with any government spending, but this is really far down the list. Like, I'm to a lot of stuff before I'm opposing uh, Ebola um, uh, research and funding. Um, you know, it's... it's I would rather have this than one dime go to Egypt. Yeah. Great, great example. For instance. Rather have this than, uh, I don't know, $2.2 trillion or one dime go to Obamacare. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of things I would oppose before this. And, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. I will say I went to uh, the doctors with my, um, my son, Zach, who fell. And we talked about this, I think, maybe on a yeah. pre-show or something. He fell and his teeth, like, went through his lip on the mm. stairs. It was really a rough night. And so I brought him to the emergency room, mainly because his teeth were, like, kind of pushed up. 
you know, uh, higher than they should be. And, you know, he was obviously in a lot of pain, and you just want to make sure nothing's wrong with him, and he's going to be fine. But the first two questions they asked me, not yep. my insurance company, not my name, nothing like that, oh, it was, uh, has my three-year-old son been to West Africa in the last 21 days? And how many times has he gone? I told them 14 times he's 14 been there. 14 times. He, he has in the last 21 days. He's been there 14 he's, times. He's gone there 14 times? He's just on, he just likes the flying, I think. He just lands, <laughs> walks around some hospitals, and comes back. I don't know. It's almost like, like riding like, the elevator. Like a Pac-Grand <laughs> yeah. licking tour. Yeah, yeah. It is, it, he, he's not old enough for the full licking tour of Sierra Leone, but that's coming. Um, and then uh, second question was, does, has he been in contact with anyone who has been to West Africa in the last 21 days? And then we went into the the triage wow. room first question from the triage person has he been and they ask it with a smile knowing i know your son hasn't traveled to west <laughs> africa in the last 21 days but we got to ask and we're already there mm -hmm. and yeah. we talk about the stories going away we're already to the point where the medical professionals are like has he been to west africa in the last 21 days sorry i gotta ask these questions it's really something yeah it that's, is it, it is amazing. interesting uh, this yeah. breaking to the uh, mgh massachusetts general hospital patient negative for ebola positive for malaria Oh, okay. Right, fun. That's the easy one. That kills way more people, by the way, than yeah. Ebola ever has. But oh. so what? It's only so, malaria. Two million a year. Mm -hmm. Two million a year. Here's a solution to that. DDT. <laughs> kind of uh, saved millions DDT. Of millions yeah, of kill the freaking mosquitoes. Yeah, we should do Go it. Go ahead and that's kill worth a, the mosquitoes. Like, you know what that's worth is like a for the record. They're, for yeah, the record, by I the way, is on tomorrow would. night. And that would be a great one to look into because they have, I mean, and they always are looking into really interesting things. It's on tonight, isn't it? It's tonight. Tonight's tonight? Yeah, Wednesday? Wednesday? Tonight's Wednesday. Jeez, yeah. already. I'm yeah. sorry. It's tonight. Yeah. Um, uh, so I'm thinking maybe the Mike Rowe thing is tomorrow. Right. Uh, Building America, Mike Rowe and Caterpillar bringing you that. That's like very cool as well. Hmm. Yeah. Well, since you brought it up, uh, should, we, uh, <laughs> should we take a look at a sneak preview of what you could expect on For the Record tonight? I would love that. Would you like that? That's a great idea. For you. I'm going to do that right now. I was lucky enough to grow up with my dad and, and uh, live out here. and I couldn't see it any other way. Down the alley. For people like Jim and Seth Hyatt, life is changing as executive orders and environmental regulations may force them off land their families have owned for generations. The Wildlands Project was an idea that actually showed up around the late 70s, early 80s. Karen Bud Fallon is a property rights attorney from Wyoming. She served in the Reagan administration in the Department of the Interior. And basically it was a sort of a thought process by a group of very radical people that essentially said that we need to have these protected pockets where man should never go. 85-year-old Edward Osborne Wilson is seen as one of the fathers of this movement. Wilson is a Harvard-educated researcher and theorist who believes the only way humanity can prevent mass extinction is to set aside half the planet as permanently protected areas. The Wildlands Project is, is very broad and very pervasive. You know, it runs from actually into Mexico through Alaska. So you're talking, it could be as great as 150 million acres if all these things were, were connected. 
John Fowler is an agricultural economist who specializes in federal land policy at New Mexico State University. He says the U.S. government has begun to carve out the landscape in the name of environmental protection. Conceptually, it's a great idea. You want large blocks of wild areas and through fairs all the way from Mexico to Canada. There's only one problem. In order to get those wildland projects, they have to remove the people from the environment. On production economics way of thinking, people are part of the equation and part of the solution. Their equation, people are the problem. Compounding the problem is the bureaucratic footprint in New Mexico, a state that is home to more than 33,000 government workers and 94 federal agencies. And many of them have a say on how the land can be used. It's easy to see that what was supposed to be an environmentalist dream has turned into the rancher's nightmare. Christmas <laughs> for Jeffy. Christmas balloons on a nice, what a holiday season treat for Jeffy. Christmas balloons. People tweet you all the time oh, yeah. with just the, the word spoons. Don't I get, I can't tell you how many little tweets I get from boxes <laughs> of spoons. Or somebody's at a restaurant and they tweet me a picture. Hey Jeffy, spoon, thinking of you. Just that. Just a spoon. Continue to do that, please. Uh, it's fantastic. <laughs> Jeffy great. MRA. At, at Jeffy, Jeffy MRA. MRA yeah. Tweet Very Jeffy uh, MRA <laughs> and tell him that you have seen a spoon. And it's, <laughs> exactly. it's made you think of him. Uh, we love that. Um, so uh, Girl Scouts are now selling their cookies online, which is a major development because they are actually the last company to think of this. Um, every other company on earth sells mm -hmm. their product online mm -hmm. except Girl Scouts until now, and that's good. Um, this is certainly good for Jeffy, who uh, Absolutely. is... Listen, I'm a fan of girls selling anything online. <clears throat> it's yeah. a little bit broader than we were looking for. Quite a bit. Quite a bit broader. <laughs> I, mm -hmm. You just made a general statement, and we're not going to go into it any more than that. Um, a lot of people have asked, what took you so long to get online? Um, yeah, that's a pretty good question, actually. <laughs> they were asking that because it's dumb that you weren't online before. That's just so you know. Um, so I'm excited about that. Now, Jeffy, good for you. Uh, you get to order cookies whenever it you want. It is actually good. I'm wondering how they're going to break it up, though, because they break them up. The sales in front of stores are for the different troops. Right. You know, I, so, I, my uh, understanding of it is you have to create your own website. Or something. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, you got to send them that. to, you know, maryswanson.girlscouts.org, and then, yeah. Um, uh, also good for you, though, because Girl Scouts cannot come to your door. Uh, that is, uh, I mean, like, I love this quote. Girls have been telling us that they want to go into this space, which is, if I could, on camera five, if I could, uh, if I could demonstrate, the reason is they don't want to do, go into this space, which is, ding dong, and then you see this. Mm -hmm. This is what they don't want. Yeah. That's, you don't want to be in that space. You don't want that. No. I just want to buy cookies. It's terrifying for the children, is yeah. what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> and I don't think that's a positive. I do like the Girl Scout cookies, though. They're pretty darn good. The th I was a big Thin Mint guy early on when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And then the Samoas, the I got Samoas into those. Those are really good, too. Yeah. Um, but the ones, look at the ones with the Girl Scout faces on it. Uh, this is, first of all, war on women. You're eating a, a woman's head. 
two women's heads. Uh, that's not right. And second of all, shortbread cookies are just not that great. I mean, they're just... No, they're not. They're really skippable. If you're going to eat a cookie, find one that's better if than If you have those cookie. three sitting in front of you, that's the last one to go. Right, isn't it? Yeah, the thing sits there for months until you're desperate, and it's like 9 o'clock at night, and you're looking <laughs> through the cabinets, you can't find any food. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's 9 o'clock at night on Christmas, and nothing is open. Then you eat a yeah. shortbread Girl Scout cookie. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that true? Yeah, all right. Yes. I, I'm not that huge a fan of Girl Scout cookies. No. Oh, I, I like the Thin Mint okay, but I'm not like... I, 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 there's I, a peanut butter one that's pretty good, too. Yeah. There's a yeah. peanut butter one with a... It's like half peanut butter and then half... It might be shortbread under the peanut butter, but that makes peanut butter makes things taste good. <laughs> uh, yes, it does. Um, uh, BuzzFeed has a list of crazy food facts. And some would say BuzzFeed has a lot of lists. Uh, yeah, they really do. There's, there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, they Holy do. crap, they have a lot of lists. 48 things you shouldn't say to your plumber. Yeah. That was, wasn't that a real one? Uh, no. But I made that one up. But I, it probably has okay. been on the website <laughs> okay. at some time. But I look at that thing every day just in case there's something, you know, and it's 19 this, 26 that, 14 of this. Oh, what? Uh, so, um, I've been going what? back and forth with one of our producers, and we're obsessed with this particular thing BuzzFeed does, which is... Here, 21 things only people named Aaron understand, E-R-I-N. And I, I think I just violated one of them, which is Aaron is not the same as Erin. I don't Aaron? Erin? Yaren? I don't, I don't know what it is. But, uh, and, and it's just Dumb. things targeted to people named Aaron. It's a news story that is targeting people named E-R-I-N. And then you go to the bottom of the story, and it's comment after comment after comment. Not of people saying, why the hell are you producing stories targeted at people named Aaron? No, it's hundreds of people named Aaron saying this is the greatest story of all time. I, I, it's, it's maybe the world's worst website. But, it, but and in yet, its defense, it's, huge. it's also good. It's I mean, huge. I, it, you know, you'll get uh, 14 times... Uh, Jeff Heffenneffler was the best thing on Family's Guy. What? <laughs> Not even Family what? Guy. Family's, Family's Guy. Guy. It was a different series. Uh, <laughs> completely different. It, because Family Guy might be somewhat interesting. Right, yes. Family's guy, mm -hmm. not. Yeah. Nobody's even seen the series. But there's 14 times when Jeff Herfendurbler was the best thing on it. But what they've done, honestly, <laughs> is latch onto something that people actually like. They I mean, like short. Yeah. They like and lists. They, they do. They like lists. And they want, I guess they want a picture under the... Yep. Uh, click for, through them. Under every single... Uh, numbered thing of like of someone making a, 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 a gif of someone making a facial expression. Yeah, it's just it, like it has nothing to do with it. It's like when people say to you, "What are you talking about?" and then you see someone go, <laughs> "I hate it." It's like oh, let me give you an right. example. Let me. I, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, sixty-five thoughts everyone has while moving. Sixty-five. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hey, what okay. are they? The one thing. Yeah, yeah I want to know what I they know. are. What are they? The one thing you never noticed in Hey Arnold. I didn't notice anything because I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, okay. well, I love this. 56 reasons you should never leave Finland. <laughs> Here. <laughs> it's what? so over the Where? top. What kind of random non sequitur is that? 56 reasons. I've always wondered. I wondered about 45 of those reasons, but I've never wondered the, 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 11 the last 11. And that's the thing. Uh, the Onion, which is a parody website, of course, uh, mm -hmm. created a site called Clickhole. 
and what click hole <laughs> is their version of BuzzFeed. Right. But you don't need a parody of BuzzFeed because it's they just produced an article saying 56 reasons not to live, leave Finland. You can't beat that with parody. Here's one that will get a lot of clicks, and Jeffy will be the first. Here are the craziest outfits from the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. I know, I've got that on uh, my DVR. You forward that to me mm -hmm. so we can mm -hmm. talk about it newsy I've got a DVR wise. <laughs> 25 absurdly delightful books to read with kids in 2015. This sign proves Amsterdam has the right attitude to drugs. I am a huge fan of that one. Uh, and here's the sign. You will not be arrested for using drugs. They have the right attitude. Okay. 15 signs you've got too many teens in your house. Five ways to transform a plain black sweatshirt. Stop it! <laughs> Shut it down! They're making millions oh, and millions of dollars golly. off of this stuff. It's and when unreal. you're getting to the point where you're targeting individual first names for stories, I mean, that's incredible to me. It's not just Aaron. There's one for, like, Joshua and Steven and Bill. Like, they're doing this constantly. I use that on my sites all the time. See Mindy. No, that's different. It's a little different. Yeah, we don't, we don't want to. Meet Judy. No. I'll, I'll give, give you another one you want to click writing on. With Judy on it. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of stripper names her name herself Judy? Judy. How, how dare you think she's a stripper? <laughs> uh, I like this one, okay. too. I just got to, I have to give you one more. Please, please. 13 reasons Taylor Swift should be a Victoria's Secret Angel. Do you need more than one? <laughs> she's hot. <laughs> I mean, is is there any other reason to be a Victoria's well, this is, Secret this model? Well, year number two for her to be hosting it, so they're all still Oh, out she's there. hosting the Victoria's yeah, Secret thing? She did last year. Oh, is that okay. what the deal is? That kind of makes a little bit. Well, here's one reason. She's been modeling for ages already, okay? And she's already done the Victoria's Fashion Show twice. Yeah, she was great last year. She, plus, she clearly has the best coach. And it'd be amazing to watch them model together. The girls already love her like one of their own. She has the legs for days. It would look great with her wings. She knows how to rock a runway. Girl can strut and pose. Those are two separate. She's been looking for wings. And she looks so good in them. Those are also separate. In fact, <laughs> she, she was perfectly there, right? in place already. And let's be honest, she stole the show anyway. The worst. It's the but, worst. But can I give you the her. one reason why Taylor Swift should not be a Victoria's Secret model? She looks like a cat. That's why. <laughs> That's the number one reason why she looks like a you feline. Need to start a website. She looks like a feline. <laughs> Put Taylor. Uh, she has an issue that some. It, she's beautiful, certainly, and and, and mm -hmm. I actually really like Taylor Swift. But there's something positively feline about her, and we should all. I like her it. too because she doesn't take crap. You know, she doesn't care. Go ahead and say all of the things you want about her love life, her dating habits, who she's hung out with, who she doesn't. She she'll write a song about you and how she doesn't give a crap what you think. I, I like it. Yeah, and, and, I like it's kind of creative sometimes all of that is to tease this one video from buzzfeed called <laughs> some crazy food facts Twenty-five thousand of them watch all right see that's a crazy food fact never came up with a flip yeah Jerry. volkswagen makes more uh hurry worst than they do, they do the cars what the most shoplifted food in the world was cheese Jeez. that's obvious yeah obviously of course you want cheese. Chickens outnumber humans almost three to one. Good, I like that. Like the people who built the pyramids were paid in beer and bread. We don't know who Most, built them. More households have ketchup than salt and pepper. Good. Interesting. Okay. Before modern refrigeration, people in Russia and Finland reportedly put live frogs in their milk to help preserve it. 
What? I don't know. Flaming Hot Cheetos were invented by a janitor working at the company. We have talked about that one before. 33% of restaurants in the U.S. mislabeled a fish as another kind of fish. I believe that. What? I like how they ended it. What? That's how they ended that video. What? And then they put a gif under it going, someone go. Yeah, that, yes. That's the Vine. Because that's what they do. Yes. That's the Vine post from yeah. Buzz. That's what they do. Yeah, that's what they do. 888-727-BECK. Don't use that number today, but use it tomorrow. And in the meantime, what? We'll, we'll be back one more time. What? Yeah. What? So, huh? What? What? <laughs> what? This is one of my favorite tweets of all time, which is from that guy Rob. Pat and Stu made it to the Isle of Spice in Grenada, but no Jeffy MRA. That spice raid must come later. And I love it because he, I mean, look, you can take time out of your personal lives to think about the show, and we do love that. It's, it yes, makes it always makes me happy because I'm like, some guy is out there. So is, on, vacation, on vacation, on a beautiful tropical island, looking at this. Yeah. And thinks of us. I love that. I love that. I and love then that. You, and to take the time to go great. all the way to the Isle of Spice. And he realizes mm -hmm. the, the horrific the, sacrifices. Yeah, the, that the sacrifice and you other made. Military members in right. Yeah, and in Virgin oh Fury. Uh -huh. uh, when we saved uh, <laughs> save that country, he's able to enjoy it now. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Yeah. yeah, and it's because of. <laughs> I will say, there's a pretty good argument there. I mean, I think it actually <laughs> well, <there> worked. <laughs> I yeah, mean, there is. Uh, you know, Urgent Fury seemed to work out pretty well. Look at this. I mean, How many know, people could even identify, including me, where the hell Grenada is? That's right there. It's right there. Could <laughs> you identify? Is it in the Atlantic? Is it in the Pacific? Is it in the Gulf? <laughs> is it in the Caribbean? Yes. Where is? It's right there. It's right all, there. All of yes. those are true. Because yes. you know what? All those bodies of water are connected. <laughs> In some way or another. It's right here. So, mm -hmm. there you go. <laughs> is it in the Mediterranean? Is it in the Baltic? I. Uh, no, it's definitely can't not. Can't help you. You can't, you, can't grow sp you can't grow spices in the Baltic. No, you can't. No. That, okay, so you probably know it's not there because you can't grow tarragon. In we the weren't allowed to see exactly where it was when we were attacking. <laughs> I didn't tell you no. where it was. They didn't the tell you attack. where the yeah. island was. How did you uh, land there? Yeah, they brought us down and said, let's go. They picked us up, got us up. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's ugly. I hate when that happens. <laughs> Why didn't they tell I you the location Look, you were we going? Do, we in the military do what you told. Mm. And, you, and, you, and you know, mm. maybe you could you just don't question. You don't show question us your authority. discharge papers. You don't throw us a yeah, I can get that for you. Can you? Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. So when can we expect those? Yeah, I'll get them for you. I got them at the house. Mm. When can we expect those? I got them at the house. I'll get them for you. Okay, that's the location. When <laughs> can we expect those? So, I'll get them for you from the house. When? When? No soon. Like tomorrow? Soon. When is soon? soon. What, 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 how much time would you need? Soon. How much time would I you need? I don't know when the next time I'm going to be at my house. <laughs> the t you're going to be at your house tonight. <laughs> Who says nice. a sentence like that? I don't know what time I'm going to be at my house. I don't. Do you? Yes. You do. Tonight. Oh, I mean, I, okay, tonight. Okay, so you'll get them tonight, and then tomorrow you can bring them in, and we will show your discharge papers. Fine. Okay. So you will do that. So that's what we're confirming Fine. here. Okay. There we go. Tomorrow on the program, see Jeffy's discharge, discharge papers. papers. Oh, I can't wait military. to see Discharge overweight. <laughs> I can't wait to see it on the discharge papers. I don't, it doesn't say that. All right. I don't think.
You don't think? Okay. You don't have them. I can't you weren't in the military. The military would reject you immediately as a communist spy. They would. You would be listed as an enemy of the state. And a fat one. Too. And a fat oh, communist spy. Have, on the I mean, island. having a communist spy is okay. one thing, but if he's fat, you, you just don't want him. No, you, you don't want him. You don't want that. You don't want that. Seriously, though, you could not have qualified for the military when you were 400 pounds. I mean, look, right? When we, well, I wasn't 400 pounds. Yes, you were 400 pounds. At the time. Oh, at the time. Okay. Well, back at the Island of Spice. Thank you. I was in good shape. Probably. All right. Okay. You were. How, we have never seen, in all honesty, a picture of you in good shape. Is, is there one that exists? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't even mean that as an insulting thing. Like, you were mm -hmm. a big, uh, you've I've, been a big guy since I've uh, known forever, you. Yeah, forever, yeah. You're a much less big guy yeah. now you're much Plus, more trim than you were you have to also told us stories about when you were young and you were big you oh, were yeah. like was there a time pounds when you were four yeah was there a, was there seriously <laughs> I mean, a time when you were in like wow really good shape athletic well, yeah shape yes when yes. was that time yes high school in that because you played football right yeah but i did i did play football but i was still you know the, so you're one the chunky fat guy lineman. lineman yeah okay okay big guy lineman not yeah, like your son, who's jacked. You were the big yeah, fat guy. Well, lineman. I mean, I was better than him. There's no question about that. Uh-huh. The New England Patriots, uh, I don't think. Even they, he knows even that. He knows that. Really? Just ask him. Uh-huh. No, I can't call huh. him right now. He's busy. Weird that you didn't play <laughs> D1 football then. Or yeah, NFL injured. football. I was injured. Huh, okay. All right. Oh, yeah, I finally right. got injured. So since the injury, you well, have not been after, Since the injury, and then I got in shape and joined the military. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think your timing works out. We'll have to get to that later. Yeah. There was. I did lose a bunch of weight as a as a uh, late teen, early twenties. You did. Yeah. For real, a, you did. For real, I did. Yeah. It, it uh. was helped by some things that are still illegal in America. I believe. <laughs> I'll bet. But it did work. Little coke. It did work. Yeah, I think and we did. More than a little. Was it really? More than a little. But it was was helped along mm. with things that you shouldn't do. Can, at all. can Amber, yeah. who listens to the program usually when she can take your nonsensical ramblings, uh, she tweets all the time. Can mm -hmm. we get Amber a picture of Jeffy in shape? There's got to be one around I the house. There's got to be one around the house somewhere. We'd like to see that. We really would. Maybe on tomorrow's program. Can we do it at tomorrow's program and this time? When you show us the dis discharge papers, also show us the. Okay. Yeah. So let's tomorrow's uh, this time. We will dedicate this this section mm -hmm. of the show. They call them blocks in TV parlance. We will use that uh, to uh, to show you Jeffy's discharge papers and him in shape. Okay. <laughs> the computer doesn't have those pictures. Oh, okay. oh the computer. Really it must be the computer. I'm really surprised. I think very oh, this house doesn't stunned. have my military discharge papers. <laughs> We've moved a lot in the last two years. So, uh, you know, that is oh, yeah. oh, are you foreshadowing yeah. the lie? Yeah. Are you foreshadowing it? Is that what you're no, doing? No, I'm just... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're the worst Tell person the on earth. <laughs> Have you ever gone through a full minute of your life in which you did not lie? As there was there one that you can mm -hmm. point to in 1971, in 1871, where you mm -hmm. did not lie for a full 60 seconds? Yes. <laughs> so you can't even do it now. The guy could be White House spokesman. Here he could guy. actually be White House spokesman. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, triple eight seven two seven. Back. Use that number again tomorrow because we we really do want to talk to you uh, about. Uh in fact, we were going to talk to you about the 12 days of Christmas and how much that would. If you buy all the stuff, how much it would set you back? What do you think? How much? Eleven dollars. Yeah, $2.50. Slightly more than that. I'll tell you about it. I will be incredibly disappointed if it's anything over eleven dollars. It is. It is over eleven dollars. <laughs>